Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, where we say Jesus is the way and everything else is a conversation. Oh, yeah. I am Arnick, and today in the studio I have Jeremy and Deli with me. Uh, Josh and Andy are playing hooky today. Uh, We're in the middle, we've been in the middle of a series. Uh, called A New Life, and uh, I think we're four weeks in, we're going into the fifth week, and so far, we've been in Colossians chapter three. Some of us were limited to what scriptures we could use yeah. in Colossians. I might have only broke the rule a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you broke a little rule at the end and said, well, here's the 13th verse, don't tell anybody, but um, right now we're going through Colossians chapter three, and I believe this week, uh, Jeremy carried the mail, he was the sermon on Sunday, and it was uh, verses 8 through 11, or 9 through 11, rather. Um, And we did first uh, New Life, His Perspective, then a new life hidden in Him, His image, and then we'll be talking today about the message from Sunday, His identity. And uh, one of the things as I was listening, when I went back to edit the sermon for all of our different platforms, and if you haven't had a chance to go listen to the sermon, you can listen to it on Podbean and on Christway.net. One of the things I was listening to that you opened up with is you were talking about your experience with your own identity mm-hmm. and different times and areas in your life where you struggled with, and it was a very universal conversation, just how to identify yourself, what group and what crew in high school and yeah. where you belonged and you opened up and you were given an analogy that I'm going to ask you to kind of regurgitate and say okay. again, uh, that involved a Mickey Mouse record. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm old enough where a record player is the first way that we played music. We what's, do what's mean that? record. Yeah, vinyl. We, we knew vine, vinyl. Yeah. Uh, I can still picture the the tan box with the li- little lid and we didn't get to use mom's fancy record player. No, we had our it. own record player, right? Uh, yeah. Us Gen Xers went from, you had it on a record then you had it on a cassette because we just really skipped eight tracks yes. and, and you had the mixtapes and then you got the CD and you've got, we, Jamie, we, Jamie and I still have our binders and our shelves of CDs. And then, then you had an iPod, right? And now you're streaming it, and so we're all jaded about music because That's it's crazy. like whatever venue and <laughs> we had it, right? So the no. first one, the first of my life was uh, Mickey Mouse records, those and, records, man, and uh, and there's some dance moves that came came with those Mouser size Mouser size records, and those moves and wiggles, and they come out of you, the things that you were happened to you when you were very little and those identities you don't necessarily realize what the roots of those are yeah uh and and hopefully hopefully you have happy memories yeah and hopefully jesus the ones that aren't so happy because we all have those too that jesus starts to redeem and gives us different perspectives on those and protects us and and enlightens us to the the ways that he moves that's one of the things i I pray for people who are struggling that, and in recovery, whatever they're recovering from, that Jesus, his redemption would work backwards into their life and into their heart and into their mind and their identity. They would start to see not only their present in Christ, but how he has 
he has guided, protected, provided in their past, that those identities can be lifelong, even if their encounters with Christ are recent. Yeah, and that's such a good framing of redemption. God doesn't just redeem our now. He goes back and he redeems our past. It's so funny because you and I are so close to the same age and we graduated. I think we might have graduated like a year apart. Yeah, a year apart. And when you said the whole mouser size record and you were talking about that, I was just shocked because it's so weird. We were across town from each other wherever we were. And I had Disco Miss Dick, Disco Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I didn't bring that. Yeah. I, that album was right in with the with yeah. the mouse size. It was, Disco <laughs> Duck and yeah. all that stuff. And I, I look back with Arnick with a big afro and a part in his hair. Oh my gosh! Dancing around to that record at three and four years old with my sisters, and but it it brought to light a greater point. And I I was kind of actually thinking about this while you were preaching Sunday that this is the importance of connection to begin with is that you find people in a room that may have had an experience that's similar to yours. Mm -hmm. And you never know how they've identified with those same things that you had in your childhood or experiences that you've had. And they're also trying to redeem those in their own unique way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, Jeremy and I, of all the things he could pull out on a Sunday morning, he pulls out something that not only had meaning to me, but it was my first introduction to music. That's the most important part of my vocation is yeah. music. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So when we talk about redemption and we talk about the things that gave us identity in our past and how we carry them with us our whole lives, we are having a conversation. And I was going to ask you guys about this, speaking to this, about something that I think all of us struggle with, not just the identity itself, but feeling like perhaps we're alone in how we feel Mm -hmm. because you extended that past your childhood. You went into high school and you started talking about the ins and outs of trying to identify with certain groups and not fitting into this group or this group and feeling like you're just a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. Um, And I just know we've all experienced that. And in the context of Christ, how Christ just gives us identity with that, goes and redeems all of those feelings and it may take time counseling and a lot of other things but those feelings of abandonment and of being alone or feeling like you don't measure up yeah talk about that that's yeah. well that's what I was about to say when you when you asked that question I'm I'm thinking not for me it's not so much feeling like I'm alone mm-hmm. but it's more of well I'm less than yeah you know yeah. it's like I'm I'm less than this group or uh, I don't quite fit in with that group, or these guys are smarter than me, or these guys are wiser to, than me, or these people have more money than me, or what, whatever it is that um, you know you may be be thinking. But for me, it was kind of that separation mm-hmm. of me. I'm on a lower tier, you know, or whatever it is. And I think about uh, identity is about belief. You know, a lot of times we're we're identifying or we're relating to something because we what we believe, and so those can be true beliefs like like you said like how the fact that Christ has redeemed us you know and mm-hmm. we can believe those true beliefs um that that are truths that um we know have you know, they're know by the word of God right that he has brought us from the dominion of darkness That's into right. the kingdom of the son he loves mm-hmm. and who we who has the given us the redemption 
you know, and, and that's actually in chapter one of Colossians and, and, but then also there's those false beliefs, yeah. you know, which, and the thing is we, everybody is bought into some belief, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that's why you said this is universal across the board and no matter how old we are, when we're 90, whatever it is, yeah. or we're 15, which uh, I was talking with the youth, um, this past Sunday is the fact that you're bought into some belief about yourself. You know, like it could be good or bad. And about others. Yeah, and about others too, yeah. right? Your perception of others. Um, but it also, those beliefs shape our lives, right? Like they shape and transform and and just they permeate throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was just telling, I was talking to these the youth about this, about um, which you said, Jeremy, you said, um, you know, we, we all want acceptance, belonging, community, um, and purpose or to make a difference, right? Andy talks about those yep. a lot. Um, and we try to get those needs met, you know, by whatever it is, maybe I don't feel accepted or belonged. So I'm going to feel like I'm better or yeah. I'm going to put on these clothes. Or I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to try a different group of group or different, yeah. uh, different identity. I'm going to pick up a different identity to, yeah. to maybe that would, that would fill that void, that mm-hmm. need for me. And, uh, one of the, you know, the, as you prepare for a message, you think, and study and all sorts of things. I mean, all sorts of rabbit trails, right? Um, one of the things I didn't really spend too much time talking about, but I thought about some, was how we adopt the, we can also adopt the emotions of the, the groups mm, that yeah. we identify with. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you're, you not only adopt the positive things that I kind of did talk about a little bit, about, you know, if you're a tribe and you've got these, your your tribe, your group, whatever you look at there, and those you passages of Colossians, Greeks and Jews and barbarians and Scythians, yeah, and verse eleven, slaves and yeah. free, and and that identity that you adopt. A lot of times we think about the positive things, and in comparison to the the opponent or the the non group member, mm-hmm. uh, but we can also adopt the the negative attitudes that because people in my group have this negative impression Mm. of this food or of this location or of this This type of music, this type of music or this way, this, this type of dress, Mm. then I also adopt that, that position towards Mm. those things. And that can be very, that's enslaving, Mm. right? You know, so, so when Jesus comes along and, and Paul talking about the, the freeing of that, that you're, yeah. you're shedding those prejudices and those uh, perspectives that don't have root in mm-hmm. what's true or good. Yeah. When you shed those, a lot of times we've spent a lot of effort to build systems around those prejudices, those, uh, <laughs> why does my wardrobe all look the same? Oh, now I can wear it. You know, I don't need to wear new jeans every, every day I can, you know, my, my identity is not tied to my Mm. clothing, you know, in in Mm. college, when I went to campus ministry, for whatever reason, I wanted to dress well. I don't even know why, you know, I just felt like I was kind of like going to church and, and, and there was pressure, internal pressure to do that. And probably some external. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but but very little in my mm-hmm. my experience at that my college ministry. But yeah. some places you do, and so you start to let those things fall away, and what comes out mm. can be 
offensive to people who yeah. still are in those mm-hmm. in the <laughs> under yeah. those pressures. Because it's all just about how you how you process the information as it's coming at you, and each person's going to process it di- differently. And that's what I mean by the external pressure. Not necessarily someone saying to you, "Hey, wear something nice today." Yeah, mm-hmm. but just your you your mm-hmm. own outlook. You're looking at other people, and sometimes we're collecting our children, teenagers, youth are collecting information, and as they see it, they're feeling like their respect or their identity is going to come from the way that person looks. And they don't know that person may not even be thinking twice about that. That may just be them personally. But it's the way that I think we're taught as humans to metabolize everything, especially, especially in America. Where everything is about keeping up or mm. what Delhi was talking about, being enough or mm. there's a bar that's set. It's, when you break it down, it's almost insane to think that there's a bar for my life mm. that's set regardless of who I am. It doesn't even have to take into account who I am or how God sees me. It's just a bar that I should try to live up to mm. because this is what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Someone said it like this. If you live in that kind of relativity, just trying to be relative to people, you only attract relatives. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You only attract the people that are like you. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said, Jeremy, about that, that systems, that verse 11, any particular system or any group or your your family, your religion, however you want to group that, if you live that way, and and it's not Christ that connects us, and that's not what we're pushing towards, somebody, and I want us to think about this, somebody gets isolated. Mm-hmm. If it's just the type of music I like, somebody's going to get isolated. Mm-hmm. If it's just my culture, people that look like me, my tribe, mm-hmm. somebody's getting isolated. Mm-hmm. So it has to be Christ. Uh, if we can read that, what, the, what your verses were, I love how it opens up in 9. Don't lie to each other, for you've stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. That's what you're talking about when you say some good, some bad. <laughs> so verse 10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn how uh, learn to know your creator and become like him. And this new life, this is the key. It doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. Christ, Jesus is the way. (laughs) And everything else is a conversation. Christ is all that matters. Mm -hmm. And he lives in all of us. Mm -hmm. When I hear that, I hear the last few weeks, a word that just keeps on coming up in our podcast, idolatry, (laughs) building other idols, Mm -hmm. other systems, other things. Uh, that we make more important than the Christ of it, Delhi. Mm-hmm. And so Christ, at the, Jesus at the center, mm-hmm. and then nobody's isolated, yeah. and then we all have one identity, mm-hmm. Delhi of Christ, mm-hmm. Jeremy of Christ, Arnick of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When, when uh, I mean, in my NIV version says uh, old self with its practices, so I just think of you know all the things that we're doing to keep up with the Joneses or whatever yeah. it is that we're doing. And, and then it says being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator, you know, like being understand that, that we are renewing our mind to the fact that he is the creator of all of us, yes. you know, like he's the creator of every single unique facet of bald and 
beard and wait a minute, wait a minute. Now. <laughs> you pointed to me. And I bald. did, but bald and it beard and and black and white and Asian yeah. and Hispanic and higher class and lower class. But he is the creator of all because I don't know. Just it just really levels the planet. It causes no division, yes. right? Like it causes no division when you think about your mind and yourself being renewed in the image of of that. Like he is the creator. Not so much as we're trying to create our own, right? right? Like we're trying to create our own image, which is a lot of times what we're we're trying to do. We're trying to create this image of what we want to be like or the group that we want to be a part of. Um, and then, like you said, starting to adopt what those beliefs are so that we fit in, right? So that we feel accepted, so that we feel like we belong. And I, I've even wrote down a, a few others, like I feel secure, mm-hmm. right? Like feeling secure in that. I feel like I have a sense of value, you know, or like I matter because I'm a part of something bigger. But when you actually take that off and put on Christ, you are a part of something bigger and it gives you this purpose, right? And this, uh, which is joy. And I think it gives you freedom to then also uh, praise and bless and... Mm -hmm. And celebrate and mourn and do yes. all those things with yep. with one another that you're not you're not in my quote unquote tribe, mm-hmm. but now because my tribe is Christ, mm-hmm. then then I can look and celebrate with you and be encouraged by your success. I can mm-hmm. grieve over your failure. We can we can journey together, even though. Even though we'd listen to different records when we were little, even though listen to Barney, you listen to Barney, yeah. So, <laughs> so Arnick and I are, are now rolling our chairs away from your Barney Barney slide. You know, right yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a SpongeBob Land that's like that's post post my generation, yeah. right? So uh, those things. But then we, when we say your your identity is in Christ, then yeah. what is good and noble and life giving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It's That's in right. Christ. You know, so it doesn't matter what your yeah. tribe is. It doesn't matter how Gentile you were. Mm-hmm. Your redemptive story and the things that maybe I can't even relate to, but I can celebrate with yes. you, mm-hmm. that Jesus has redeemed those things and given you a purpose with them. And, and so, uh, but, but, but before, just like a team, if, if you are playing a sport and can't celebrate when the opponent does something amazing, mm. something's yeah. something's awry. You know, you're missing you're missing a joy of life mm-hmm. yeah. if you can't celebrate success that is a different team than yours. Yeah, and so yeah. I want to be on on Christ's team that celebrates the success of His people, uh, regardless of what shape that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say that I again I was teaching the youth and just helping them understand like when we are, if you were to have somebody sitting right here at the table, you've never met and you were to, they were to ask you like, tell me about yourself and you're going to feel no condemnation from them. You feel completely accepted by whatever it is that you say, like, what are you going to say? And that that's again, no, not like um, to put shame on you or anything, but like, what are you going to say about yourself and then also, if that same person asks you, like, what do you really believe about yourself, too? Like, it gives you kind of this perspective of, like, okay, how, what am I identifying myself by? And, or, you know, if I'm the, whatever, I love the Chiefs, and I'm, you know, I love the Chiefs, I go all their games, or whatever. Like, how is your focus 
being a little bit off where maybe I'm, I'm an athlete and I'm everything I'm identified in as an athlete and pickleball player and I'm, I'm successful and I'm just telling you within the first five seconds of that. When it, you want to recognize those things so that you understand that Christ is actually the one who is your identity, right? Like, so that you can kind of like reevaluate, like just constantly always trying to reevaluate. Those things are still good. Like being an athlete is still good. Like being a great worker or whatever it is, is still good. But where are you getting your value? Where are you getting your, that true heart, like worth from like, okay. And, and now recognizing that and then like, okay, rejecting, like, that's not me. I'm, I'm Christ, right? Like I'm, I am in Christ and that's the one and replacing it with that. Yeah. Well, like, and, and not limiting, not being limited by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the creator of the universe is not limited <clears throat> to this small definition of what, uh, an image of and his image bearer must how they must appear. Mm-hmm. So must be this, so this, important. and this, yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It so, really so when you're an amazing pickleball player and or soccer player or basketball player or musician or you're a historian, what? Yes, and yeah. I, I mean, let's. You don't when you renovate. You don't have to lose everything yeah you're, i love i love that scenario you're you did, yeah. you're making something you're taking what's there and making it better yeah and which is I don't, I don't know why we i guess it's our humanity that makes us struggle with that so much but it's almost like missing the forest for the trees in that what makes this whole thing in christ so beautiful is the fact that the the, the kingdom and the body of christ is so eclectic and so it's so vast and so different, and God is speaking to so many different people. There was a time where Jesus was teaching, and his disciples were so engulfed in the law of things and the culture mm. of the people that were surrounding them. Jesus stopped, and he's like, wait a minute, hold on, guys. I have many sheep that are not even of this fold. Yeah. So it that's one of the most beautiful parts of knowing Christ, and I think it's the key to contentment from a Christ way perspective, since the values are clear. Anybody that comes to the church will see it on the walls, will see the see it on the banners, connect it to Christ, mm-hmm. connect it to purpose, but connect it to others. Two of those three, and the first one connected to Christ, our difference, our differences seem to be the attraction of Christ, that he loves you as you are and saves you. That's the salvation mm-hmm. piece. But to connect to purpose and to connect to others, we can't be so limited by our identity before Christ that we miss the blessing of being different and loving one another. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but the older I get, I'm happy for my family. I love my old friends. But the beauty of knowing Christ is knowing that every day I get to meet new people and hear a different story of how Christ affected their life. And that's not based on their identity. The beauty is that we're different. And Christ was able to affect all of us. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture uh, in Philippians, this common scripture, and how this all relates, Jeremy, to contentment. I was thinking about what you were saying and just how fulfilling that life is. Paul said this, he said, I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me. He's talking about 
loving one another and being concerned for one another, but you didn't have a chance to help me, not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's a full stomach, empty, with plenty or little. And I just, I'm, I'm so focused in on what you said at the beginning, Deli, about the pressure to live up mm-hmm. and how that can kill contentment in your life. Mm-hmm. Because if you're constantly trying to measure your identity, who you are, but what you have or what you don't have or what you're capable of doing or you're not capable of doing, mm-hmm. how can you have abundant life like that? Mm-hmm. So before, before we close out, you just speak just based upon what you said at the beginning, mm-hmm. maybe what your personal testimony is mm-hmm. of coming out of that place mm-hmm. where you felt like you had to live up and then finding Christ and not feeling that way anymore. Mm. Well, I guess for me it was um, understanding that, yeah, my, my, just my value and my worth is not placed upon what other people think that, is, that will change. And, um, it's, it's like, I, I just actually just got done meeting with Bo and we were talking about this, trying to grasp at vapor, right? Like really trying to grasp at vapor, this never ending chase is what me and Kelly will say. right? Like, um, and we say it to Carly too, like getting the next thousand dollar more is not going to be enough. Getting the next, um, you know, whatever it is, if you're like, well, I want to be really fit, you know, and well, I'm not fit enough, or I need to, I want to weigh this amount, or I want to look this certain way. And so I just think about that as we're just always trying to measure up to something and understand that Christ loves us just the way we are, just the way that we come to him. We don't have to go through a car wash. We don't have to stop cursing. We don't have to stop, you know, like, spending money on something else and like he right exactly where we are right now whoever is listening in this space like he is fond of you that's literally why i have this tattoo on my forehead or my forearm is because i was trying to get my value and acceptance from everything else external besides christ right like i was trying to get it from relationships i was trying to get it from friendships trying to Get, get it from being ple- pleasing to others and bending over backwards and putting on certain clothes and speaking a certain way and being good enough in a sport or whatever it is. And I was just like, I just finally, <laughs> he said that uh, you are a new creation, like all things are gone and the new has come and the new is him. Yeah. Or like the new is him over over the top of me. So that's why it says, I'm especially fond of you from God. Like I look at that, I still look at it, not every day, but I look at it pretty often where um I, I even say this to Kelly, and I'm gonna be super honest. Like, if I ever just rely all of my love from Kelly, my wife, I'm not getting satisfied from Christ. Right? I'm just being dead honest. Like yeah. I, I value and I need her love, right? Like, she, I love, we are one. But if I get 100% of my value from her, there's some days she doesn't like me. <laughs> there's some well, days. that's a ton of pressure on her. Yeah, too, that's right? a ton yeah, of pressure on her that she's going to. unfair to both of them. Yes, yeah. that she's going to fail, right? Yeah. And I, I say that for, for all of us, right? Like, it, our job, you know, it, you might lose your job, right? Like, our money, you might not have enough money sometimes. And so understanding that he is the one that never changes. Yes. He's the one that never 
alters in the way he thinks about us. Like, um, he loves us. He cherishes us, you know, and, and so he gave his life for us. Yes. That's the gospel, right? Um, so anyway, that, that's where it's, it hit me. And I just truly try to, I try to tell my, tell myself the gospel every day. That's <laughs> yeah. what Jeremy says, right? Yeah. Try to tell myself the fact that that is true regardless. Like it's happened, it's done. And I'm going to rest my hat on that. Yes. Right. Like I'm, he's the only one in the, in the field as Andy says, he's the only one. So I don't know. What about you? I mean, I guess you, you, Jeremy, you got anything you want to add to that? Uh, I don't know that I really have anything to add to that. <laughs> well, let me, let me throw you this, Jeremy. Okay. Just thinking about what he said, because that's beautiful. That is the gospel, mm-hmm. what yeah. you just said. That's the gospel message, the finding out that Christ accepts us as we are. I think the contrast is a healthy understanding, as if you didn't get a hard enough assignment Sunday. I'm going to give you this, this final assignment. That contrast for people that are sitting at home and listening to this in the car, and they may be seeing areas in which they feel a tug where Christ is saying, I want to grow you in this space, but not using that as an incentive to get back into measuring work up. measurement yeah, measuring up. and measuring up and checking boxes and uh, feeling like God's love is conditional upon performance, but also knowing that they feel that tug for him saying, hey, I am your father. I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. I want to increase you. I want you to live better. I want you to have abundant life. If you could pray to that space yeah. and just, I know you know what I'm talking about, that tension. Mm-hmm. If you could just pray to that over this podcast and this word that you spoke. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can experience your uh, sweet aroma in all sorts of places. And sometimes it catches us off guard where that is. Help us not to be afraid to pursue you in those ways, mm. but to find, find your grace and your, and your peace and your shalom in, in new people and new circumstances and not be afraid, mm. uh, not be afraid that you're going to change who we are because we're pursuing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, I thank you that you are uh, the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that means there's not a, a question that, we can pursue honestly that doesn't that we don't find uh, that we can't we can't escape who you are or what you've touched mm-hmm. i think i uh, thank mm-hmm. you for the unique stories that that these friends have or i thank you for the the missionaries who've touched my life and and they have experiences that i i can't imagine and we're bound together in your son gives us context and peace and and life prayer that life would seep seep deep into us and overflow out of us into the others thank you jesus for using me mm-hmm. to be a conduit of of who you are in your son's name i pray and hope amen Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Behind the scenes, we're always talking about will we have the content to continue Mm -hmm. to do the podcast. And lo and behold, we always have more than what we think. Lord provides, man. The Lord provides. It's a blessing. (laughs) Hope this is a blessing to you and to your families and all the people that are listening. And don't forget that you can always share this with someone, uh, someone that you may know that may be struggling with their identity in Christ 
uh, send this to them, let them hear this word, and hear the word from Sunday. God bless you, and we'll talk to you again soon.